Hello there, and welcome back to episode four of Deconstructing. This month, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're actually doing a part two of the sound design and production of Warframe. Community manager Megan Everett sits back down with audio director George Spanos and senior sound designer Eric Preston to give you some more behind-the-scenes intel as to how the sounds of Warframe are made. Grab a hot cup of tea or some lemonade and enjoy. <laughs> Uh, so George, you've been here for 13 years. How has the sound design process changed since you started? It's changed a lot. I mean, you know, the tools that we use to put sounds in the game have changed. So, you know, plugins change, audio processing changes, <clears throat> even the software we use changes. And the game engine that we use has changed a lot. You know, I remember when I first started here, weapons, for example, would just use three sounds for each weapon. And now it's probably, what, there's three, six, nine, tw probably 10 to 10 or 12 sounds playing at one time for each mm -hmm. weapon type of thing to give it different layers and, and make it feel more realistic. And so there's been a lot of improvements that way. Um, music is another good example. We should just put loops of music in. So a two minute piece of music would just get put into the game and it would just loop indefinitely. And now we have a whole dynamic system. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's gotten better. And there's tons of other stuff that's just improved. And we kind of we kind of take pride in in trying to 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 keep the engine up to date and keep it fresh and keep it um, with all the latest sort of bells and whistles that 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 we hear about that other games are doing. So yeah, there's been there's been a lot of change that way. So mm -hmm. yeah. So speaking about the bells and the whistles and the kind of the tech side of it, if there was no kind of boundaries or restraints on any of that, what is a sound that you wish you could put into Warframe? Yeah, I don't know. It's a tough question. I mean, I think I think for us, the biggest thing is always sort of memory constraints. And mm -hmm. so we always want to get the highest fidelity sounds into the game. Um, and we're still not quite there yet. You know, technology is still not at the point where we can just put uncompressed audio in the engine or play as many sounds at a time as we want kind of a thing. So that's definitely something that, that we keep kind of working towards and we keep we keep trying to make better so um but yeah i mean i think we kind of we each put what we want into the engine into the game you know like mm -hmm. we're always challenging ourselves every new warframe every new weapon every new tile set always try to put things into the game that we haven't put in there before you know always trying to push ourselves like eric was saying going to a pool and recording stuff and we went to sewage treatment plant as well that yeah, one time that was and, right when i started too um and so it's always that's the thing for us is always like what can we do that's different that we didn't do last time and that makes me think of the whole synth board stuff that you guys have going on that blows my mind i don't know what the heck's doing <laughs> yeah like the modular stuff too was a the w another great example a couple of years ago one of the sound designers on the team carl said to us he's like hey have you guys ever explored modular and we're like eh, well modular nah why do you it's you can do it all in the computer why do you need hardware <laughs> and then and then i i think was i the first no you were the first to buy we got our order together yeah we placed our first order <laughs> together. Saved on right. shipping, yeah. got it together. <laughs> yeah. right. and then and then it was just we became addicted to it and yeah. it's like it's so much fun and it's an expensive hobby but man is it fun but 
for people who are interested in sound, it's like it's the holy grail. It's mm-hmm. it's so much fun. It's some such a combination of interesting, new, unique tones, but also just the playfulness of it all. Mm-hmm. Just being able to really enjoy making these weird sounds and not thinking too much about it. Because usually when you're using software, there's a tendency to sort of like overthink what you're doing. When real when you're creating audio, a lot of the time you just want to harness a feeling. And if you're not thinking too much about your input or what you're doing, you you can kind of like get in touch with your emotions a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Now it sounds weird, but modular really le- lets you do that mm-hmm. because it's just it's all knobs. You just turn yeah. things. I think that's what blows um, my mind the most is you. There's how many knobs and buttons on that thing? Like yeah, and, so much. And it's like the combinations are all, are probably infinite if you yeah. calculate mm-hmm. it. And that's yeah. part of the fun is it's like. You'll never hear that exact same sound the mm. same way. They're like e- fingerprints; they're all different. Yeah, and yeah. that's mm-hmm. that's such a beautiful thing about it because you know, in a world of people using loops for things and using just pulling sound effects from libraries, it's so nice and refreshing to to be able to put your own stamp on it. And that's why we try to record as much of our own stuff uh, as possible to put into the game. And I think that's why a lot of the stuff that we do sounds unique. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, you, you chances are you won't hear it in another game. Absolutely. So. Do you recall the first sound that was from that synth board that we used? I do. Yeah? Yeah. It would have been the Hunhao boss fight. Oh, with, all those with weird Octavia. Glitchy sounds, the... the Octavia quest. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I used a lot of a lot of those sounds in that in that boss fight. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and now it's like Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it's like you can always find something new with it, which is super exciting. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, you have to keep it interesting, you have to keep it exciting, right? Like mm-hmm. You can't just do the same thing every day because it's kind of boring, you know, mm-hmm. to do that. And Warframe's going in a weird direction, so yeah, <laughs> the more exactly. synth, the makes weirder sense. the better. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I agree. We're gonna go the Saw Seven route and just yeah, <laughs> exactly, mutilating everything. Yeah. yeah. So without trying to spoil anything that's coming up, because we all know what's happening in Warframe, um, what real life sound elements are you going to pull for the next potential open world or Railjack? Everyone knows Railjack's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so what kind of sounds are you working on now? Yeah, Railjack actually, um, it's going to be a lot of different combinations of sounds. Uh, I don't know, we don't have anything immediately planned to go out record for it. Uh, I'd like to go out and record like... Uh, like gears and, and mechanisms and that kind of a thing, like find some old factory or something. Mm-hmm. I've been wanting to do that for a while, um, just to have a library of that kind of stuff. Um, but what we'll a lot of times do is we'll we'll go out and record, the, you know, an opportunity to present itself. Like a few years ago, I recorded my snowblower because I'm like, oh, the snowblower makes an interesting sound, so I should record it. So I have a library of snowblower sounds that you never know. You might use them for something, and I've probably used them in weapons and that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of that too. It's a lot of like, oh yeah, remember that session that we did? Yeah, I wonder what was in there, if I could use something from there and bring it into this world. Um, but there probably will be a bunch of recording sessions for Railjack. Just haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> I think, well, one of, the, one of the things that, I remember Jeff posted a couple, maybe a week or so ago, he, he, he just grabbed some clips of like little RC cars and then he right. pitched them way down. Right. And we kind of went, whoa, this could be really cool for railjack ships because we're going to have lots of enemy ships. Mm-hmm. Um, so we might be doing a little RC session. Yep. And they have these microphones um, called extended frequency microphones. So they go way above human hearing. 
And what you can do with those is when you record with those, you can pitch them down several octaves and it exposes all of this interesting sonic information that you you previously could not hear. Really? Um, so when we record with those microphones, it allows you to get some really unexpected results. So there might be a little bit of RC car action. Interesting. And some jack stuff. Yeah. yeah, that is a really cool thing you don't yeah. think about, right? Because mm. right now in the room we're sitting in, there's probably a whole bunch of sound above human hearing that we just can't hear. Mm. And it's like, what is what's in there? And, and so it's a cool technique to use to as a sound design tool to see what you can capture. Mm-hmm. Mm. Those microphones are expensive, though. They are. They're like four grand. But, you know. We're yeah. going to need everyone to buy Prime Access so we can yeah, buy yeah. microphones. Please, please support our microphone. Yeah. We should start a Kickstarter, maybe. Yeah. Help, D, help the DE sound team buy an extended frequency yeah. microphone. You want better Find sound? Yeah. yeah, exactly. You want to hear what bats hear? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah come on. I, we we do that. you guys want to yeah. hear that. We know. Dog whistles, you want to hear yeah. that. Yeah. You really do, right? Yeah. We can give you that. Yeah. Ben Burt was like the grandfather of that. Like... I remember listening to Star Wars early on and analyzing some of the, the sounds and I was listening to some of the ship sounds. And when I actually just closed my eyes and listened, I was like, that's a motorcycle. Like 100%, all it is is a recording of a motorcycle that's maybe, maybe pitched down six semitones or an octave. But when you put it up against the visuals, making the decision to, to make that match, that's where a lot of sound design comes in mm. because it's like, oh, when you take it out of, out of the context of the real world and put it in the context of that spaceship, it works perfectly. And Benbert was so good at that. And I think I, yeah, I try to strive for that sometimes. So there again, it's like, so something that is really high tech that's in a future world, you're like, oh, I must use synths. I have to use modular. I have to use whatever. No, you don't. And that proof of that is that a lot of current day or older type of sounds can work for the future mm-hmm. if you just kind of let your mind go to that place you know so do you find yourself doing that a lot where you watch movies or shows and you just kind of you hear as a sound designer you hear what the sound actually is as you're watching it does that happen a lot it, it's funny like at one point for me it's all I could do I couldn't enjoy mm. the movie or music or games for for what they were I was always analyzing it but I've gotten better at just being just trying to lose myself in the wonderment of it and then if something cool and interesting happens then I'll kind of like go back and try to listen to it again Mm -hmm. but I try to kind of let myself go in that moment but it's hard to do though it is sound plays such a, a supporting it's so important to support the visuals with sound like as a sound designer I think that's the num that your number one goal I'm never like, oh, I want to draw people's attention to this sound. It's always no. I want make I want to make people believe what they're experiencing, mm-hmm. and I feel like I don't necessarily pick out cool sounds anymore in movies. It's more the opposite. When a sound doesn't work, mm. or when it pulls me out of what I'm enjoying, that's when I'll notice the sounds now mm-hmm. more so than the other way around. Mm-hmm. It's a good way of thinking of it, actually. Yeah. If you're noticing a sound it's probably not the right thing yeah you know and it's like you can you can notice a sound and be like oh that sounded cool but if it takes you out of the moment it's like the boom mic in the shot in the movie it's like oh <laughs> yeah. this is a movie oh yeah right? yeah it just breaks that dimensional it totally wall. Yeah. breaks that wall mm-hmm. and that's and i think that's the mark of great sound design is just when you don't notice it then then it's doing what it should be doing um which is ironic but that's is. that yeah. that is uh that's kind of the mark of, of great audio, I think. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so outside of music and sound creation, what other passions or interests do you guys have? 
I, yeah, I don't... Feel free to plug away here, George <laughs> and Eric. It's fine. Go on. Well, uh, as some of you know, <laughs> uh, like sound is a big part of what I do. And um, so I I make experimental music as Threat Machine. Oh. I'm on all of the streaming services or go to threatmachine.com. Check it out. It's it's some pretty weird stuff that will never make it into Warframe because it's too weird, I think. Hey, no. It's uh, good weird, though. Yeah, I think, <laughs> well, I think it's okay. It's a good weird. Um... And then outside of that, I don't, it's funny, like, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I enjoy playing games, watching movies, listening to music, you know, a bit of reading, long walks on the beach, (laughs) (laughs) you know, campfires at night. Yeah, no, it's funny because it's like, I don't know, like, the time is so short that it's like, it's hard to have anything, anything else that you really, you really do, but, you know, um, yeah, I, it's, it's mainly sound or music related for me. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I'm a father. I have a daughter who's turning four tomorrow. Happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Um, so I, I spend a lot of time with her these days. Uh, but after she goes to bed, <laughs> and yeah, after she goes to bed, I make I make video games. I know it's so weird. I, That's so, I make video that games weird? here. It's pretty but cool. That's yeah, I go home though. and I make more video games. Yeah. So right, yeah, yeah. I, I just work on little solo independent projects. Such as? Um, uh, Vault Tomb of the King is one I'm working on right mm-hmm. now. Um, so yeah, I, I just enjoy, I just really enjoy, uh, all aspects of game creation. So that's sort of the time that I get to do programming and do art and do game design. Mm-hmm. Um, and oddly enough, I always leave audio to last. Really? Oh, <laughs> when I'm card when I make my sin. own games, I'm like, oh yeah, I need sound. <laughs> what is it? Oh yeah, sound. That's, right. that's hilarious. That's actually hilarious. Yeah. I wish you hadn't told me that. <laughs> is there a reason why, or is it just you're so engrossed in like everything, the other aspects of the game? That's exactly it. Yeah, I, I just, I'm just so fascinated with all of the other disciplines that go into mm-hmm. into game making. Um, and you don't want to go well home sound. and then just like do More the same sound. thing you do at work, yeah, right? Yeah, it's exactly. like you want to do something different. I do put a lot of love into the sound. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the main reason why. Yeah, yeah. All right. So yeah. if anyone wants to. Find you guys on socials. Listen to, you know, your album. See things of your game. Where can they find you? Uh, So on Twitter, I'm at Game Sound Design, and on Instagram, I'm at Threat Machine. Uh, Don't ask why, but uh, they're just (laughs) they're both different. Because let's keep it interesting. (laughs) Um, My personal Twitter is at What Now Eric, and uh, the Twitter for my game is at Brave the Vault. Very good. Yeah. All right, so is there anything we didn't cover that you guys want to talk about, expand on? No, I mean, I think, you know, like, I think for us, you know, we're, you know, whenever people give us feedback, especially on Twitter, I, a lot of feedback mm-hmm. on Twitter, um, I, you know, we read all of it, and mm-hmm. and I actually, I love it when, when, when players interact with us and tell us if it's something they don't like or if it's something they like and it's like it's great to know that you're out there and you're playing the game and mm-hmm. and it's great to hear your feedback on things um so yeah let's just keep that up and and you know i think that's one of the unique things for me you know i worked on a bunch of games before warframe and i never had that experience you mm-hmm. know because we release games and we never really had contact with the people who were playing them and so it's it's so great to have that. I know it's it sounds a bit uh, okay, whatever cliche, cliche but it's so true. And it's mm-hmm. like it just you know you read something on Twitter and you're like, cool man. Like it gives you the strength to keep going. And it's like, or someone appreciates something and says mm-hmm. something nice about what we've done and 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 letting the team know about that. 
it's it's really great to hear that. It's mm-hmm. really great to have that feedback. So, um, yeah, keep that up. Yeah, we listen and read <laughs> as much as we can. Yeah, and, and that's the thing too. Like, even if you think we're not reading something, chances are we we have everything on yeah. the forums we read. It's actually I what, the first thing I do in the mornings when I walk in is I refresh the forums oh. and I look at all the sound forums and I and I read it all. So. All of those comments out there, I know. <laughs> I, I've, I've probably read it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. 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 You good, Eric? I think I'm good, yeah. I think yeah. there was one question about favorite sounds. Did we did we do that or, like, uh, our, our most... Uh, yeah, our fa- like our favorite yeah, sound yeah. that had worked on in yeah, the game yeah, yeah. or something I like that. I possibly missed over it. There's a lot here. Yeah. <laughs> I could say it. Yeah. Uh, in Warframe, we presume. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. Um, any favorite sounds that you've created in Warframe? George, you got any favorite sounds? <laughs> <laughs> so now you have to leave that whole preamble in yeah, because that was hilarious. Thanks, <laughs> I actually do. <laughs> but uh, actually, because I had to think about this. So I still, don't, I still don't think I've made the perfect sound. And I still don't think I've, I've, I've attained a sound that I can look back on and be like yep that's it that's that's the pinnacle of my career that's that was the height of it and now I can't do anything better than that it's obviously Valkyr but go on yeah Valkyr yes Valkyr was great I did <laughs> one Valkyr was great I have to say I, I'm really proud of Octavia because we mm-hmm. put a lot of work into her mm-hmm. and it was something new for me um, you know programming sounds into a Warframe and we basically made a a software synthesizer which mm. is pretty cool Metacord, yeah. but I think for me it's like I'm still looking for that perfect sound I'm still looking to what's the next thing that I can work on that I can be proud of because as soon as you finish something it's kind of like okay what what's next and sure. you want to mm-hmm. keep rising and keep going and, and keep going from there so yeah that's that's my comment on it so. <laughs> Awesome. Now you can't say you have a favorite sound, huh? Yeah. Damn it. So thanks for coming to the podcast. No favorites. Always no working. Yeah. Always working. It's never done. Yeah. Um, I think like one of the like one of the more enjoyable experiences I had doing sound was uh, working on um, the ambience for Cetus and the Plains, mm. and also working on the sound for uh, the Terrorist. That was just a really yeah. enjoyable. A cool place to be mentally because mm-hmm. I got to kind of like live in that environment mm. for a very long time and fight the terrorist every day yeah. when I came to work. So that was that was a really fun sound design experience for me. The terrorist yeah. ended up really cool. There's whale in that, right? I'm not crazy. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, like I hear yeah. whale. I don't know about yeah. you. <laughs> well, I remember talking to uh, people about it and trying to figure out what a good creature was that would resonate because mm. I wanted something big but something gentle at the same time that you would feel bad hurting yeah. literally right? I do every yeah. time I'm like why do we have to hurt him so <laughs> cool. cry, I'm so sad. I remember yeah. you saying that you're right actually that is cool yeah. I tried an elephant but elephants can sound pretty mean yeah but whales was just you know it's that that song that like really mm. somber song mm. yeah oh there and there it, it is <laughs> <laughs> so you recorded george so yeah, it was george doing whale yeah. sounds <laughs> yeah yeah no that's interesting that that is as a commentary on like how sound can make you feel right exactly. it's like so th- just that thought process behind it it's like we want to make you feel kind of a little bad for hurting it because it's it's kind of like maybe you shouldn't be doing this and, mm-hmm. and so it's toying with your emotions in that way which mm-hmm. is really interesting and cool i think 
Yeah, I remember getting that an early meeting with Steve, and that was one of his directions was we want to feel bad for for hurting this thing. It was right. just a, a unique a unique uh, spin on a boss fight because mm-hmm. usually bosses are imposing and they're after to, right. they're out to get you. They want to hurt you, but yeah. this was like. He just wanted you to go away so he can kind of walk yeah, around. Yeah, just let him walk thing. around. He's looking yeah. for his lost arm. Like, <laughs> yeah, the, like exactly. the poor guy. Poor guy. Yeah. yeah. Ah, Is there yeah. anything else in the game that's like don't hurt it kind of vibe that you can think of? I can't, but maybe you guys can. Not off the top of my head. Mm. Don't hurt it. I mean, don't hurt the animals. You're trying to conserve them. I yeah. accidentally kill yes. them all the time. Yeah, yeah. That's just an I swear it's an accident. Yeah. 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 We, we had a hard time, actually, with the feral the feral cavats, I think. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jeff, one of the sound designers on the team, um, did the pets and made them sound really, you know, cute and lovable. And then I was like, okay, now we have to make, like, the wild ones that kind mm. of, like, attack you, like... And it was hard to kind of have that, okay, how do we make it sound like it's the same kind of animal, but a rabid version of it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, that was interesting. And a side note from that, Jeff has a little video. I think he used his dog. He has like a little chihuahua. Mm-hmm. Um, and when the chihuahua sleeps, it does this cute little purring <laughs> sound. And I remember he recorded that for it. And so that, that was pretty cool. So his... Jeff's pet chihuahuas in the game. Yeah, he's done a lot of animals in the game. He has he's recorded actually. a lot of animals. He did he the has, original yeah. Kubro sounds, right? He did the Kubros, Cavats, yep. yep. all the conservation stuff. As all well. the conservation oh, stuff too. Good. Yep. Yeah, Jeff's the animal man. He is. He's an animal. He's an animal. We got Bluetooth man. We got animal yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. exactly. What are you, George? I don't know. <laughs> What's your claim to fame? Yeah, yeah, my claim the to G-Man. fame. G-Man. The G-Man. There you go. Like choking in the garage, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know why I can't let you live that down. Yeah. When I heard that, I was like, what was that even for? I can't remember. Oh, that was a sacrifice. The video that I made, the yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, the sacrifice for the, uh, the, the patient in the bed. Mm. And it was like, how do we, what's the sound of, of, of someone trying, like, choking and mm-hmm. suffocating struggling to breathe struggling yeah. to breathe well the best way to do it is to kind of do that to yourself oh that and makes me so uneasy that sound and i i literally Act, was gonna literally, pass out yes. oh god and so i went into travis one of our other sound designers i went into his office and and i'm like okay like because he tried a bunch of different things and that's the other thing too sometimes you can try a whole bunch of different things that that to build a sound from but sometimes it's better just to record the real Perform thing it, mm-hmm. yeah and so i'm like okay let's set up a microphone and let's do it and <laughs> And I sacrificed myself. I literally... You are the sacrifice, George. I am the sacrifice. I <gasps> oh literally I literally almost passed out. Like, <laughs> wow. seriously, like, after after we did it, I was like, okay, I got to, like, take a break here because I'm hyperventilating. Mm. And so, yeah. I record that quick. <laughs> I suffer from my art. I yeah. bleed from my art. <laughs> but, yeah, that was... That's oh, fun. Ah, it makes it exciting, right? Absolutely. Eh, on a Tuesday. And you're okay now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Just no, a normal no. Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday at 10 a.m. Yeah, sure. Really, really to punch up your <laughs> day. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right, yeah. before we end the podcast, any advice out there for anyone that wants to start the in the audio industry? Yeah, I think just like we said, you know, it's like just keep doing it and look for opportunities wherever and don't feel like, you know, if you don't have the latest equipment or you don't have this piece of gear or that piece of gear, you know, like the equipment isn't what makes you have talent. The equipment helps you realize the end goal, but there there's so many people that make cool stuff with with the least amount of equipment don't let that hold you back you know air jordans didn't make michael jordan the amazing basketball player that he is right like you know look stylish yeah and made him a lot of money probably but (laughs) but like just remember that that it's not it's not um it's not about the tools you have it's 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 about like your creativity and work on that 
as much as you can. Mm -hmm. And if you, a lot of people ask me too, it's like, you know, how do I get into a game studio? You know, like start off small, you know, find some independent mobile game companies that are looking for someone to do sound and, and just say, hey, I'll work on your game and just try to build your credit list mm -hmm. from that and, and never say no and always say yes and, and, and always try to, try to make something unique and something that you're happy with. I think, and, and then that sh that's, that's what shows, so. A big thank you to George and Eric for being on the show this month, and to you for listening. Tune in next month for another episode of Deconstructing.